Ooh, I almost forgot to unmute. <laughs> that would have been great. Uh, good evening. Welcome to uh, Let's Have a Fifi. We are at season 11, episode 19, and it is already March, if you can believe that shit. Um, I don't know how it is already March. Hang on, I'm going to... Where did we go? I was going to... Uh, I, I don't know how it's already March. Um, that I I have no idea. Um, it feels like February uh, just started. It feels like this year just started. Um, so this is very... Uh, yeah, I'm a little I'm a little thrown off. Um, I thought I had more time to do some stuff, and apparently I don't. It's fine. I'm not panicking. Uh, but for more than ten years, we have been your Wednesday night conversation. Um, I say we. Uh, currently, it is just me. I'm sure Felicia will be joining us shortly. Um, work, all sorts of things, and if she's anywhere stuck in. Uh, the rain and shit that has been going on, then she may be running, have been running a little bit behind. I don't know about y'all, but it has been pouring over here, um, which made things interesting because there's no cover between my house and the drag cave. Uh, but I said, welcome to Let's Have a Fifi. Obviously, I'm not Felicia Minor, but I am Freddie Prince Charming. Um, and if you uh, haven't uh, subscribed to our uh, Patreon, um, you should. Um, there's all sorts of fun stuff on there. There's, uh, most recently there's, uh, the behind the scenes, um, after show chat with Holly Shoemaker, we get into a little bit more, um, about some of her projects, um, and some of the things that she does, um, along with some of her costuming stuff, it's super like she's interesting, um, such an interesting human, um, not to mention uh, my uh, Just the Tip blog, which I put on there. We put uh, makeup videos and things. Um, Patreon always sees photo shoots first. And sometimes they see photos from photo shoots that we don't post anywhere else. So there is that. Um, let's see. We would like to thank our current patrons, Brandon, Chris and Michelle, D, Drake Jensen, Casey Starr, Carrie and Corey, Kim, Joan, Leanne, Nicole, and Shannon. We appreciate you all so, so much. You have no idea. Um, special thanks, of course, to our uh, sponsors for um, this season, uh, Success Boutique, LC Designs, and Wigs of a Kind. This is a Wigs of a Kind wig. Um, unfortunately because things happen uh success boutique is actually going out of business right now everything on their store at successboutique.com is half off until they basically run out which sucks because now i don't know where the hell i'm gonna get any of my stuff i'm really bummed about this um not to mention i personally hate to see uh queer owned businesses especially if they're trans owned businesses uh, go out of business for any reason but we all know that things have been tricky to uh navigate the last uh the last few years and unfortunately that happens um if you would like to virtually tip us or you know be a sponsor as well um you can do so at paypal.me slash let's have a fifi and if you are feeling ballsy i don't know um you can text lhaf to 602 730 and felicia will send you 
whatever it is that Felicia sends you. I have no idea what it is that she sends you. Um, Cause I tried to do it once and I never got anything, but she probably recognized my number. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, um, if you are on the Facebook, um, then you can do the little stars thing. Or if you click on the stars button um, down at the bottom, uh, they send us like a few cents or something. I have no idea exactly how that works. Not a clue. Um, we would like to thank uh, the folks that have sent us stars already. We appreciate you. Uh, folks like DJ Image, Eddie Omega, Emily uh, and Laura Renfro, um, and there are more, but it, it, we appreciate all of you, honestly. Um, we couldn't do this without the folks that continue to support us throughout the 10 years that we've been doing this. Still can't believe that. Um, so my weekend was pretty mundane, honestly. Um, Saturday, my partner and I went back to the Ren Fair. Uh, this time I was not in drag which was really nice. Um, I wouldn't have to worry about my face melting. Um, and we like, it was like, a um, it was time travelers weekend. So like all the folks from fan fusion were there, which means that there were all sorts of, it was a fantastic day for, um, for people watching because there were so many interesting people. You had everything from uh, like, steampunk folks to doctor who star wars star trek you name it they were there it was like the ultimate nerd day out at the fair it was fantastic um and uh the ren fair runs uh, just so everybody knows until the i believe the first weekend in april uh so if you haven't gone yet i highly recommend going it's just fun and there's so much to see and there's so many awesome shows and it's just it's a good time i don't know i've always enjoyed it uh sunday didn't really do a whole hell of a lot we kind of putted around the house did some cleaning uh pulled out all the tubs of our steampunk garb because that is next weekend it's fine i'm not panicking yet at all totally fine totally fine not not worried not worried at all it's all okay um and then yesterday so for those of you that have been following along at home about six months ago um i went and had a, a process done at the ent where they did the whole balloon thing in the sinuses um and then opened up my eustachian tubes uh because since getting COVID last April, I've had, I, I can't even tell you the issues that I've had with sinuses and my ears and constantly feeling like I have to like unplug my ears. And it's just, it's been a, it's been a damn mess. So I hit my six month mark um, after those procedures and my, my ENT was like, well, your sinuses are good. Like they're clear. There's no fluid. There's no nothing. There's no infection. Everything is good on that front. Um, your eustachian tubes are open and they're clear, but you know, you're still having issues and you're still struggling with, you know, these things. So we're going to send you to a different ENT who has a different specialty because their specialty was more like the sinuses and things like that. Whereas this new ENT, uh, his, their specialty is 
specifically more the ears, which is what I've been having problems with. So went to this new ENT and I, I, I don't know if anybody realizes this, but I tend to deflect with humor. Like I know shocker, right? Um, so <laughs> I go in and, and they do this fairly extensive hearing test uh, first. Um, and they put me in this little booth it's soundproof or whatever. And they put things in my ears, which that's uncomfortable anyway, because they're like deep in my ears. And then they do the beeps and things and like raise your hand when you see the thing. Um, and, you know, so they're, they're going through all these, these different tests and whatnot and we get done and, you know, I'm like, you know, that would have been a lot easier if there wasn't all this ringing in my ears <laughs> because I've been struggling with tinnitus uh, for months now, that's a pretty constant thing, pretty constant ringing. So I've also discovered that ENTs don't have a lot of much of a sense of humor. It's fine. Um, and, uh, so, <laughs> uh, I'm sitting around waiting for the doctor. He comes in and he's got this nifty little chart and, you know, he starts talking and he shows me this chart. Now, here's the line for like normal hearing, right? It's like here, you know, anything above it is, you know, normal or better, right? So anything below it is not great. So the line for normal is here. My chart starts about here-ish. So needless to say, I... So the, he tells me that my current hearing loss is moderate, slightly below moderate, kind of dipping into the not so great at all kind of thing. I'm like, oh, that's special. That's awesome. Now, keep in mind, I have always assumed that hearing loss was going to be at some point in my future. Basically, everybody on my dad's side had hearing aids they lost their hearing my dad lost his hearing you know consider him out of his hearing when i was younger and then never got hearing aids until relatively recently and even then didn't really wear them and it was just a pain in the ass um my mom also had uh used hearing aids since uh you know i i i, I was younger like i remember her having hearing aids at a fairly young age for me. Um, so, you know, I knew that hearing loss was going to be somewhere in my future because genetics, right? I thought I'd have a little bit longer, but it is what it is. So on the 31st, now I have my first appointment uh, to go. Oh, look, hey there, Felicia. Um, I have my first appointment to nice. go talk to the folks about hearing aids. Now, what I think is kind of interesting is that it's no longer just like you just go get hearing aids or whatever. They actually have like hearing aid programmers. So what? it's an actual, right. It's an actual, like you, you go and they, they look at your hearing results and look at all of these things. And then they find the hearing aid that's going to work best. Now I'm not thrilled oh. about this because obviously no one wants to hear that they're, they have significant hearing loss. Like nobody Here. wants to hear, you know, <laughs> like 
Right. Nobody wants to, you know, it's nobody wants to hear that the problems that they have are unfixable. Um, I should mention that the reason, um, the reason I have significant hearing loss is because I have (laughs) significant, God, I have um, significant nerve damage, which the doctor actually thinks COVID caused. Thanks COVID. Right. So that's fun. Cause that's why I was like, cause you know, I'm like, well, okay, is it something that can be fixed or whatever? And no, it can't be fixed. So we treat the symptoms, which is the hearing loss, which means hearing aids. Um, the plus size is that I can, you know, take the hearing aids out and I can just be in my own little world and not hear anybody. Um, and that'll be great. You know, I can just ignore huh? everybody basically in my house. That'll be fantastic. I could just, what'd you not, say? You know, Right. So mm-hmm. although I am in the market now, if anybody knows where I could find like an antique, like earring, like a hearing horn, like the, the horn that you, oh, I that would, would love so to, cute. I know. So I would love to find one of those. So if anybody knows where I can find one of those, that would be great. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's been my week. Uh, it hasn't been spectacular. You know, it's one of those things that no one wants to health stuff is always stupid but it is what it is how was your weekend felicia um i can't remember partly oh excellent uh <laughs> so uh let's see um saturday was the rerun of uh the drag story hour uh virtual story hour that we did um a bit ago uh along with that we're working on some other stuff. Um, and then on Sunday, 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 Sunday was the day that um, I ate, lost my mind, and I'm just kidding. Um, so I judged the um, Miss Gay Supernova Ultimate Star. Oh my God, they let you judge? <laughs> on official capacity. Wow, uh, that's impressive. <laughs> out loud and on paper imagine that. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then um it was uh, all i can say is um can i say this i can say this um <clears throat> never go in expecting to win Mm-mm. i only say that because a, I've had my own experience where I thought I was going to win and then I fucked it up. I remember that. Yeah. I was um, there. <laughs> don't go in <laughs> thinking that you are the end all be all and that that is it. That That is all that's going to save you. Um, consistency. You always hear when people talk about pageantry, consistency always um, wins over, you know, like the... Mm-hmm. I want to call it like the glitzy and the glammy. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can pull consistency off, if you're going to be terrible, be terrible all the way through. Um, Our current uh, Mr. US of AMI Classic didn't win a single category. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, consistency wins the game. Um, that is all I can say and will say, but I thought it was a, uh, a good play of contestants um and then um had magic on 
um, at right after that, um, the smart thing I did was get ready before the pageant. Mm. Um, the dumb thing I did was I drank and sometime Ooh, during magic, during magic, I fell on my not so good knee. So, um, it seems to be better now, but I'm sure like weeks down the line, it'll say something to me mm-hmm. as, I, as you lose your hearing, I'll lose my knees, you know, well, don't just... forget. I also have the arthritis in my elbow. Oh, good. Good. We're just building up here. Uh, I'm trying to see, like, I, I'm wondering if I can get on enough disability where I can just stay the fuck home. <laughs> Like, <laughs> um, you know, we all have yeah. our goals in mind, but yeah, um, that was uh, pretty good. And then Wednesday or Monday, excuse me, today is Wednesday. Um, Monday was the weirdest day. Let me tell you all about this. Uh, Monday happened and it kind of went like meeting, 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 meeting. And I felt like the day went away. Then Tuesday comes. And um, somebody came to my job and proposed that they wanted my job and they could take it over. Oh. Ever had that happen? What? Seriously? Not kidding. But really doesn't have a leg to stand on. Again, consistency always wins the game. Um, There's no secret of what I do, but um, it's not that anybody can do marketing, but it's also that not anybody can do marketing. Um, And then, so uh, it was very interesting. Um, And then uh, had some other things happen. I was like, is there a full moon out? Uh, Is there some kind of creep? retrograde thing that's happening that we're not discussing, you know, because when Mercury goes in Gatorade, I don't know. I don't know. But also, uh, what else? I think that's it. It's just very interesting that all these things were happening. and, And happy Women's History Month. Oh yes, there is that as well. I did not do the women's history bit. I I didn't either. I put it in the title, but here I am. Uh, I apologize to all the women. You can you can do it while we (laughs) while we go into my tips. So this evening, you'll notice this this evening I have gone with a very sort of scholastic look, if you will, and this is on purpose. Okay, that's fine. Well, that's we can that'll work too. Um, <clears throat> the idea was to look like a professor, and I think I managed to pull that off. All right. Um, okay, so and there's a reason for this. So for my tip tonight, and this is again inspired uh, by sex trivia because it is what it is. So we're going to give you. I am going to give you. A little bit of sex education. What is going on? So, for today's tip, 
Please welcome to Middle School Sex Education with Professor Uvula. Huh? First of all, hang on. I have I have visual aids here. Where you is have my... visual aids? Yes. Where's my share the screen? Okay. How long is this going to take? We're going to share the... Oh, did that work? Oh, it did. Can you see it? Yeah, you have to turn it on. Yeah, I did. Turn it on. Okay. Okay, so we can see this, yes? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what we have here, we have the male reproductive system and we have the female reproductive system. And I say female and male in terms of sex, not gender. It's very different. Two very different things. Very mm. different things. Okay, so we're going to cover some things here. These are things that are covered in middle school sex education uh, curriculum. These are questions that are actually on our sex trivia, which nobody seems to know the answer to these, which is why I have decided to do it this way. Okay, so you see, uh, I wish I had a pointer. I need a pointer. <laughs> you can point on your screen, like over the... You should be able to see when you go over certain areas. I don't, I don't know how that... I don't, I don't know. It's fine. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. First of all, what does the seminal vesicle do? You see the seminal vesicle up here? It is right next to the, it's above the prostate right there. You see the sign that says seminal vesicle. Okay, right. So, seminal vesicle creates the fluid that turns into semen. It does not produce sperm. Most people don't even know what the fuck the seminal vesicle is. That's what it is. I just said that. It creates the fluid that turns into semen, but does not produce sperm. The testes, which are the bits and bubbles that hang for the folks that have the penis. The testes are the bits that hang behind. They're your balls. It's the ball sack, the balls, the testicles, the that area down there. Those are the testes. They produce and store the sperm and also produce the male sex hormone. I know. Mind blown, right? Like, what? I know. Now, this is a question that we ask and nobody gets this one right. What are the main parts of the penis? There's literally two main parts. Just two. Two main parts of the and penis. People nobody gets this one about right. it. They always nobody gets this one. It, there's many, many different parts to these other parts, but the two main parts that make up the penis are literally only two. That is the shaft and the glands. The shaft is obviously, I should think it would be fairly self-explanatory, right? The shaft, the glands would be another word for the head. The head. You have the shaft of the penis and you have the head. Very, very easy. Those are the two main parts of the penis. Obviously, you'd have other things that comprise that. You have the foreskin, but not everybody has their foreskin. You have the urethra. You have all of that. But the main parts are, we are talking about the shaft and the glands. I know. Unbelievable, right? Nobody gets that. Can't believe it. Uh, Semen and sperm, not the same thing. Not the same thing. 
just just gonna throw that out there. Also, okay, so now we have over here the female reproductive system, right? This is all the inside bits. You have the vagina, the vaginal canal, you have the cervix, the ovary, the fallopian tube, the uterus. You have all of these things inside, which makes up the reproductive system. Now, Felicia, what is the vulva? Mm. Uh, oftentimes, uh, people are always saying that it's the outside and things. That's the most common answer that I see at Sex Trivia. Uh, so, the outside um, and things, correct, yes. Mm -hmm. Which could be anything. It could be trees. The trees, the forest. Mm -hmm. Forest, mm -hmm. the dogs. In my case, we got pigeons. So, mm -hmm. you know. I didn't realize the... the I didn't realize the vulva was so involved when it came to female anatomy. Um, so it's wow. Very congratulations involved. to y'all. Very involved. The vulva, for it's those of you that are unaware, the vulva is the external parts. The external parts. The outside and things. Right. So it would be things like the clitoris, the labia majora, labia minora. All of the things that when you look at Art. the organ, you will see on the outside, the pubis mons, all of that is the vulva, the outside parts, the outside parts that you can see with your eyes when you are looking at it. I know. It, like, what? I, and then people will argue with us that um, it's anything... Um, that is on the outside. Or they'll like just say something like the clitoris. Yeah. And I'm like... Or sometimes we'll get the internal lips. There's no such thing as the internal lips. Where do they go? Inside, apparently. They just, they're... <laughs> That would be... I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Odd. So after insemination, right? So you have the, the, the penis goes into the vagina. And this is, again, we're just talking biological sex here. We are just talking biological sex. We are talking, you know, not gender. These are, you know, different things. So... I love that your photo is from Encyclopedia Britannica. You're welcome. It's educational. So... <laughs> When the penis goes into the vagina and it ejaculates and you have the sperm that travels, it goes through the vaginal canal, into the cervix, and into the fallopian tubes. That's and a lot then of traveling. into the ovaries. That's... That's the that's where it goes. It's a path. Like you, I, I'm pointing at the thing. You can't see it. It's a path. That's all where it, that's where it goes. That's the only place that it, it can go. It's not gonna. It doesn't go into the butt. It doesn't just. It goes through yeah, the cervix into the fallopian tubes. That's the only place it can go. Do you know, Felicia, how long sperm has to join with an egg before it dies? Um, well, let's go with a good answer from Sex Trivia, like 48 hours. 
Correct. Most people say five. I've I, let's see. We've seen five minutes. We've seen twelve hours, five twenty-four days. hours, forty-eight hours. Nobody ever gets it mm-hmm. correct. The correct answer is actually six days, which is why. If you're going to take a pregnancy test after having either unprotected sex with somebody or maybe the condom breaks or whatever, doing it right after ain't going to tell you shit. Damn. First of all, it's not even it's not even enough time for anything to happen. Not a thing. Uh, But also it it can take up to six days for the sperm to get where it needs to go. So. So when you see it on movies and then people go, well, I think I'm pregnant. And it's like the day after. It yeah, don't work like that. It, it doesn't. It doesn't like <laughs> I always watch those things and I go, what the? Heck? It doesn't happen like that. You don't wake up and go, whoa, pregnant. I, you, I, <laughs> sometimes that... The, and things like this is why I've decided to do this tonight because this is just some basic information for you because you know you never know when it's going to come in handy. Also, AFAB individuals generally only have two ovaries. There are two, two ovaries, no more than two, no more than mm-hmm. two. Which is uh, where estrogen and progesterone are secreted. Those would be the female sex hormones. Mm-hmm. That's a very delicate area, right? Uh, this, the um, point at it too. God damn it! You're pro- right. We're all pointing at the thing. <laughs> see the thing? Why can't you see what I'm pointing at? <laughs> the fallopian tubes, uh, because I've had uh, numerous uh, friends who've had uh, indi- endometriosis. Oh, wow, my brain is endometriosis. I can hear it in my head. Yeah, that word. Uh, anyway, um, is that a? I feel like it's so common, or maybe I've had just so many. It can it can happen. It is. It's it's not entirely uncommon. Um, when uh, you can end up with, uh, you also have things like um, ectopic pregnancies, where the egg ends up being fertilized um in a space where it's not supposed to be fertilized then you have an egg that is developing inside mm-hmm. things like the fallopian tube instead of the uterus which can be very dangerous and you don't want that to happen uh so yeah Ooh, just do we have that question on our thing mm, that's a good How one we should it add that for it to yeah that's a good one that's it we should totally yeah these we can add that on there. Uh, and, you know, in case anybody was wondering, we're doing sex trivia. Uh, this month, it's going to be this Saturday because scheduling. Uh, so, you know, come down to Gracie's and do that. But I, I need everybody to really kind of study these diagrams here because you'd be surprised at how many people who have penises or who were born with penises don't know anything about sex the penis. Sex and then you have people that were also born with things like vulvas and vaginas don't know and uteri and they don't know anything about their own body parts so i need everybody to please just take a moment and kind of study up on uh what's happening in these diagrams because lord i cannot i the 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 amount of information that people don't have is absolutely mind blowing uh, for instance, uh, Felicia, on average, how many days is a menstrual cycle? I want to say two weeks. 
Incorrect. <laughs> that would be incorrect. The key um, word in that question. We have had would that cycle. We have yes. We the the key word there is cycle because everybody just assumes when you say menstrual cycle, they just mean the period itself. Five to seven days is the average on that one. Menstrual cycle, the entire cycle is 28 days. 28 days. How big, Felicia, is a human ovum? Big enough. <laughs> I'm trying to, I have, I don't think I remember the answer for that one. That no, one I'm is point. About, oh. I'm not talking about the correct answer. I'm talking about the oh. wrong answers. I've been trying uh, to A lot of people have said every, the, oh God, last time I think we had everything from like the like size of an eraser or one inch or like the size of a thumb or something. A human ovum is only 0.1 millimeters. That's like basically the tip of a pencil, a sharpened pencil or like a pin. Like that is how big a human ovum is. You don't have giant fucking eggs running around in the ovaries. Like I know sometimes it can feel like that when you're cramping like a motherfucker, but it's not the case. I think that you should ask what an ovum is because I don't think people know what that is. An ovum is an egg. It is the I think egg. Should. Are you adding to the list? You I added should. to the list. Thanks I should. So I much. really should. I know. I really should. Because I feel like people don't even know what that is. Maybe they were I, guessing I the last time. I can't. It's... They're like, what the fuck is that? Ugh. I'm going to. So... Oh, see, there's your mouse. Oh, can you see it now? Yeah. Oh, so I have to bring it up apparently and do it on the page itself. I get it. Oh, oh where? Oh, the, oh, I get it. Okay, now I know. There's the seminal vesicle. There's the prostate gland. The fallopian tube. Okay, now I know. Anyway, so there's your basic. How does it travel uh, up there? Middle school. Uh, How were babies ed. born? Um. In a nutshell, in a very, very small nutshell, those are just the basics. I just... Hi, oh. Tony. That shit, I just, I don't know. I don't understand. I, I don't, I just... Yeah. But, you know, I wanted I, to just do a crash course in sex ed, just in case anybody was watching and was like, oh, hey, I don't know anything about this. Oh. So, you know. Ooh. <laughs> Where does it go? How does it work? My goodness. Um, is it me now? Uh, sure. You're looking for me. Okay, so I found this on the... I don't like when they put it first, but I think they did it on purpose. But the GLBT... Is it raining Q, in Lisa right, uh, legal advocates. In Lisa right now? Yes, off and on, hard. It's been raining here for a while. And well, I apologize if anybody can actually hear the rain and the playback. Why apologize? <laughs> I love the sound of the rain. Uh, but this is, I almost feel like this is kind of like an advocate, like ACLU kind of thing. Um, they have a list of uh, LGBTQ uh, leaders for Women's History Month. I'm going to cool. read off some some of the ones that I have not seen before. And not to assume that you don't <laughs> know who they are. But 
Um, maybe you do, and I just am a dingbat and very far behind. Uh, let's see. We have... Uh, let's see if I can share the screen, too. Let's just do that. We're, it's, a, it's a night of sharing the screen. <laughs> Welcome to school, folks. Right. <laughs> there it is. Okay. Uh, we have Deborah Bats. Deborah uh, was, was the nation's first openly gay federal judge. Uh, she uh, served as assistant U.S. attorney in New York and a professor at uh, Fordham uh, Law School before she was nominated for the Southern District of, of New York seat following the recommendation of, of Senator Patrick whoa, that name, um, her confirmation in 1994 made her the first, uh, made her the first openly lesbian federal judge, not to mention the first African-American lesbian judge. Okay. Break that glass ceiling. While she never stressed her sexuality, she understood that she was a role model to many. And in a 2019 interview, when asked about her thoughts on being a role model, she said, you can certainly be a mentor, someone who encourages people who think that they can't do it, they can do it. Let's see. Here's another one. Yasmin Bonet? Benoit. Benoit. Uh, is an asexual and aromantic activist in the UK. Uh, she is one of the first and most successful black alternative models. Hmm. Uh, pushing into a white dominated field uh, with uh, Eurocentric standards of beauty, which we face <laughs> all the too. time. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She got many questions from journalists and had to advocate for herself from the beginning of her career. As a model, she has also gotten many questions about her asexuality and fights for uh, fights many misconceptions about the ace community. Uh, Benoit has uh, said in interviews, I'm not trying to sell myself. Uh, I'm not trying to sell myself. I'm trying to sell a product because she's a model. Right. A refrain she has had to repeat over her career. And she has worked with Avon, the Asexuality Visibility and Education Network. This is news to me. This I'm learning as well as I read this. <laughs> uh, where she now serves on the board to increase the knowledge of and accept acceptance for the asexual aromantic community. She is also lending her perspective to a movement that often is dominated by white voices, showing how diverse the queer community really is. Almost everything is dominated by voices. So like if we can get any other voices in there, that would be fantastic. I never heard of this one either. But um, I don't even know where to I, I... Um, Genesette Gutierrez. Okay, wonderful. Uh, is an undocumented uh, is an advocate for a trans undocumented community for the trans undocumented community. While wow, my brain is like reading all of it and then saying none of it. Anyway, uh, she moved to the U.S. at fifteen. Uh, learned English and uh, is subject has been subject to intolerance simultaneously. 
And famously, she interrupted President Obama during an LGBTQ uh, pride reception to raise the issue of his administration's treatment of transgender immigrants. This generated a national conversation on the issue and the politics of uh, the politics of respectability in the LGBTQ uh, movement. She was a founding member of La Familia, uh, trans queer liberation, uh, trans queer liberation movement, an organization that works at the local and national levels to achieve the collective liber uh, liber liberation. Wow. My brain is off uh, <laughs> of trans, queer, and uh, gender expansive Latinx people. I remember I when she uh, when she interrupted Obama at that um, at that re- at that reception. Um, next time, and uh, I think that it it, it did uh, definitely bring to light you know some of the these issues that a lot of people don't really think about because when it comes to you know, LGBTQ plus rights and, and things like that, it's still very much about, it's it's very much steeped in, in a lot of privilege, uh, whether it's white privilege, whether it's socioeconomic privilege, mm-hmm. um, whether it's cis privilege. And we see it all the time, you know, the, the folks that are like, well, we have, you know, gay marriage. So just what else do we want? It's like, okay, so well, just cut it um, out. Isn't this there's enough? a lot of other issues. Like it's not just, okay, well, these two cis men can now get married. Fantastic. That's great. There's all these other issues that are within the LGBTQ community that often get kind of ignored and and pushed aside because of the amount of privilege that is within uh, within the community. It's why the, the trans community is always yelling, you know, it's like, look, we, you know, we, we, we help, we've been fighting for y'all to be able to get gay married, but as soon as like trans rights or anything like that, any, any, that comes onto the table, everybody's just crickets. Like, you know, so it, the, there's the, that, that, the fact that, you know, there are so many activists out there um, now that are, are being more vocal and shedding a lot more light on the, the, the other issues in the LGBTQ community, um, I think it's it's fantastic and very much needed. Um, of course, mm-hmm. you still have the you know the cis white gays that just kind of if it doesn't affect them, they don't really care about it, and that's still very prevalent. Yeah, privilege, privilege, and privilege. If I should remind anyone, doesn't have to do with your social economic status. It can be. There is, there's all sorts of privilege. There is white privilege. There is cis privilege. Um, there is uh, socioeconomic privilege. There's all sorts of different types of privilege. And like we've said before, it's not inherently bad. It's a matter of recognizing it and figuring out how you can use your privilege for good. That is something that we will constantly say on this show because... I have a certain amount of privilege. Felicia has a certain amount of privilege. We both have a certain amount of privilege and we both acknowledge what we have and how we do things because it's, mm, yeah. Yeah. Should we go on? Here, let's Uh, do one more. And then I'll, I sent the, I put the list in uh, the comments. Um, mm -hmm. 
but I think it only went of the platforms. I don't think it was on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, yes, human rights are all of the human rights and must have a voice. It's not one type of human that exists that is only one that can exist. I wish that people could see the the whitewash of all of this because there are some <sighs> people that are like, no, you just need to like go with it. And I'm like, wow, if everybody just went with it, there would be no like Anne Franks of the world. There would be no, right. um, you know, we would have no rights. We would just be at home with somebody we're married to that we have no idea why we're married to them. And um, <laughs> or living alone and, you know, right. being devastated or, you know, just just blows my mind uh angela davis i we i think most of us should know who angela davis is if you know why not um (laughs) she has played an important role in many of our lives um let's read this that's written already um Angela Davis is a longtime activist, first in the movement against the Vietnam War and a defining second wave black feminist, uh, a self-identified longtime uh, communist. Mm -hmm. Um, She has been a vocal advocate for prison. uh, Whoa, why is it my brain? My brain is not doing it. Uh, Prison about abolitionist. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Mm hmm. (laughs) I got you. I may not be able to hear, but I can still read. (laughs) So far, my eyes are great. My eyes are like on point. Like my eyesight is pretty good still. Hearing, not so much. Eyesight, I got you. I got you. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry, y'all. And alternatives to incarceration. How come I can say that word, but I can't say... Anyway... Angela has been an educator for many years, lecturing on feminism at colleges around the globe. Through her work in these movements, Angela has consistently advocated for women and the LGBTQ plus community, even to the point of breaking uh, with other leaders who weren't listening to those voices. She has been a leading advocate for intersection, intersectional advocacy and activism and has led the field by example. She lives now with her longtime partner and fellow UC Santa Cruz professor, Gina Dent. Also, she was a part of the civil rights movement. I don't know mm-hmm. why that's not yep. in here. She was one of the first people. And I found out through uh, watching a Toni Morrison uh, documentary that Toni Morrison was the one kind of pushing her to go out and write mm-hmm. a book. And then in return, she encouraged Toni Morrison to write a book where Toni Morrison is on the banned book list because they believe that they uh, her writing was giving Black people too much of yep. a voice. Instead of like traumatic voices, we were giving people like Black joy and giving them no, rights can't. to... No, yeah, give them that. You know, we can't have that. inspiration to live and no. so um <laughs> that's like that's like you know giving like trans kids like any sort of you know visibility or anything like that and and no we can't we can't do that we don't we don't we can't any sort of you know we don't we don't want yeah that. so <laughs> 
So in Fuck. politics, Fuck we don't have a there, there's politics is always a mess here. It's always, you know, but I do find this whole thing kind of interesting. So Dominion Voting Systems is suing Fox News uh, in a one point six billion dollar defamation lawsuit for broadcasting conspiracy theories about the 2020 election. As a result of this lawsuit, all sorts of emails, text messages, all sorts of things to and from Fox News anchors have been released showing they all knowingly allowed false information on the air. Um, what? Yeah. Like they like they know like they know that they they all knew that this was going on. Um oh. Yeah, and just allowed it. Um for example, uh, there's a text message from Tucker Carlson to Sean Hannity um, where he says that an anchor needed to be fired for fact-checking Trump's tweet about election fraud. He said that the fact-checking was hurting the company, mind you, not the country, but the company, and needed to be dealt with. <laughs> yeah. Like, all of these emails have come out. Um, and I didn't know this, but uh, Paul Ryan, who was a former uh, Speaker of the House, mm -hmm. is on the board of directors of Fox News. No way. Yup. <sighs> yeah. These people are weird. Uh, um, so it's, it's fascinating that all this is now coming out because Fox News is notorious for spreading bullshit. So even deeper, didn't we have something similar to that happen to us uh, recently that we found out that uh, Mark Brnovich, Brnovich uh, falsified uh, claims uh, about uh, rigging mm -hmm. the election? And it was yep. uh, when the uh, whistle was blown, because I'm going to use yep. the term since they like mm -hmm. to use it so well. Um, when the whistle was blown... He uh, was in the middle of the investigation and not had fully gone through the whole thing and falsified certain details. And um, Adrian Fuentes is now um, saying that you should read the whole thing. And if you dare read the 2000 page document, you will see that you were lied to. And so what's scary is I was actually listening to uh, KTAR when uh, he was on there and uh, he was saying he was talking to people and they were saying I want to be told the truth like auditory like they want to be told right the truth like they want to know what facts were wrong and I'm like but the fact that is missing from this and all of the things like when people follow me and cause harm to others right. is that reading I'm going to say is fundamental reading helps you find the freedom of you've been lied to like but, finding the and, truth and, and that's the problem and that's why um, that's actually how people like Trump managed to uh, get in with the the sort of lower class and lower income white population because they know that reading is not big on their list of priorities. So what they do is they speak in sound bites. Mm. They speak in, in things that can be clipped and used and thrown on Fox news. Here's a 10 second clip of this. Here's two sentences of this. And those are the things that they know those folks will catch on to. 
because they're not reading is not not their thing and and that's just that's just how it is in sort of lower middle to lower class white folks they don't they don't want to read they watch tv they usually have blue collar jobs you know that reading is not reading is not their thing and which is it's fine to each their own it has to do with upbringing and education and things the focus was not put on reading but mm-hmm. that's why they have those sound bites because then people can just like holly said small blips that people can latch on to then pair it because that's exactly what it is because you anytime they you ask them to back up their thing what they'll do is regurgitate a bunch of shit that has nothing to do with anything and they just regurgitate sound clips that's all it is it's nothing they've actually read anywhere it's nothing yeah. that is based in fact it's just sound clips that's all it is and it's 100 due to the fact that the the education system really fails again failed these folks like it, it it really is it it if we taught them you know a, a better critical thinking then they'd be able to get over and get past things like that but we we failed them we don't and we don't teach critical thinking really and especially in the areas a lot of times these folks will drop out of school you know, because they need to, they, they don't find it, it's going to be beneficial for them in the, you know, the factory or the farming job or whatever job it is that they're, that they're doing in that area. Like the school's not going to serve them any purpose. They'd rather work. So, or they have to work because of, you know, whatever situation it is. So we fail them in that sense, but mm-hmm. that's why no one's going to read this shit. No one's going to, no one's going to read it. So well, it's That's... just like when people say, oh, my God, did you read that article? And I go, okay, well, send it to me. And I know good and well, the, I, depending on the person that sent it to me, I know good and well that they didn't read it all. Right. They read the headline get, and, like, the little blurb underneath. Right. Because in my business, it is the the job of that person to sensationalize, to bring you in and hopefully you give me what I'm looking for. You're either giving me the page view or you're giving my advertisers uh, their money's worth of free traffic, whatever. Right. Um, It's uh, kind of, and you should have heard these. I wish I could have saved the soundbite for it because these people are saying, why not? Excuse me. Um, sometimes it's not even the lack of ability to think critically. It's the lack of, of desire or refusal to use it. And I think that some people want to find fault. I think that some people are looking for some false, um, something that makes it okay. I don't know what that is. A false... they, they, they're looking for the things that will back up their narrative. You know, and that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's what it is. Cause if they, if like, they've I'm been not, told I'm by not all racist, these politicians, but look at all of these politicians that say that well, the way I am is okay. Right. And that's, and that's exactly it. You know, if, if they believe that, you know, immigrants are stealing their jobs, even though there's no way that, you know, this, this immigrant doctor from, you know, Egypt 
is stealing this steel workers job. There's nothing wrong with, you know, with, with blue collar jobs and the steel workers and things like that. Like we need those folks. We absolutely need them. But that immigrant doctor is not stealing that person's job, but mm -hmm. rather than put things into an actual like legitimate context, they just, well, immigrants are stealing our jobs mm -hmm. and they don't want to they hear are. anything that's going to contradict that at all. And it's just, it's, it's really unfortunate, you know? It's, yeah. Uh, a Vermont high school basketball team forfeited an out-of-state game after learning the other team had a transgender player. The head of the school said that playing against a trans player would jeopardize the fairness of the game and safety of our players, and that allowing biological males to participate in women's sports sets a bad precedent for the future of women's sports in general. So mm -hmm. my question, how would playing against a trans player put the safety of the team at jeopardy? It's again, hearing false... Uh auditory claims it's the same thing like do they have a like what if what if the there's other no team science. there's had, no science or facts behind it what if the other team had a cis woman who was like six seven and built like a mac truck like would, would they have a would they not at all do they have a problem with that because you know she like if i'm playing like my basketball team in high school we were all pretty short i think the tallest one of us was maybe five seven oh like we we weren't we weren't particularly tall uh playing against the german school they were all like these they were all really like it was they were they played dirty first of all but they were also really tall and like like they were solid girls on this team you know and then on the flip side of that we would play against the thai school they were all like barely 5 foot and they also beat the pants off of us so literally like would it uh, would it have been unfair like we we all we're all taller than them by like five or six inches like does that what should have happened is, is your parents should have sued the school district and probably. knowing good and well that you couldn't play so um, right it would have it would have i mean it's not fair it's not fair it's really not fair because you decided that you were gonna play and i'm only five taller. five i i really shouldn't be playing against anybody that's taller than me because that that jeopardizes the fairness of the game mm -hmm. absolutely or anyone Take that's stronger court. than me or you know bigger than me in any way i I, I was fairly kind of you know i was five five and skinny so if anybody was taller than me they would have outweighed me and if they had checked oh my me, god I mean, then that... they outweighed you you should have taken them to court you should have taken them to court you like, should have it's not fair. Like it's, it's really not fair. Like I, I'm just, you know, it's. You should sue the school district for all the things that you wanted as a teenager. I really should tell them that I really I'm coming for all of your money, and this wasn't right, and it ruined your adulthood, mm -hmm. and now your life is over. Mm -hmm. This is why I am the way I am. I'm just going to leave that there. I'm just going to leave that right oh there. Oh my God, I'm that's just... so problematic. <laughs> going to leave that right there. Wow. It's an open-ended statement. You're welcome. Oh, I feel like I'm on Facebook. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a growing number of Black families are choosing to homeschool their kids because why? It's a form of resistance. 
but why? At the beginning of 2020, about 3.3% of Black families homeschooled their kids, which jumped to 16.1% by the end of the year. Uh, of that's that a big year, jump. 2020, a very a big jump. Uh, most Even during the that, pandemic, that's a big jump. Like, yeah. Because schools were going I mean, back. And to be honest, to be very clear, it's not homeschool like we all knew that schools were closed and we were online. Right. This is like they took their kids out of that school Correct. and decided to school the children themselves. Correct. Correct. Uh, most parents say that uh, they're doing it so that they have more control over what their kids are learning. Ooh, is that is that a bit of nostalgia coming? Parents mm. learned stuff in the pandemic and then they realized they weren't learning something and then they decided how to change their future. Anyway, mm. uh they wanted more control after states uh, have been attempting to ban critical race theory. Um, <laughs> imagine that they they just don't want actual legitimate history. Hmm. Non whitewashed. We don't, we don't talk about things. The history. There's no history. I mean, let's talk about that. Black history does not only include slavery. What? What are you? That's not a thing. <laughs> okay, if you say so. Like whatever. <laughs> so there's actually um, there's some uh, there's some studies actually being done now. It's a little bit trickier to get this information because it's being very kind of. It's it's harder to get the information, but um, there are there are some there's some research now being done um about the slavery that was actually happening in the north where mm. there were several hundred slaves that were um that were working up that way uh during between the 1600s and the 1800s um up in the like the uh, towards New York and and on the East Coast and things like that, um, which people don't want to talk about. People assume that the the North was completely free of any sort of slavery, which was not the case. Um, but they're finding that uh, this information is a little bit harder to come by. It takes a little more digging uh, to get it because it's those things where everybody's like, "No, we don't. We don't want to talk about that. We're just gonna shh." Uh, so I did a little bit looking into this during the pandemic. It is a little bit um, scattered or and or disguised. So in the North, what they were doing is maybe they weren't as violent and as uh, belligerent as the mm -hmm. South was. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think people get it wrong. Right. And um, just just because we're talking about this real, real quick, because anytime anybody uh -huh. brings up slavery there's mm -hmm. always that one white person that's like well the irish had it just as bad no 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 i'm a, i'm gonna I'm a throw this out there and this is probably something we need to talk about more in depth so mm -hmm. but i'm just gonna throw this out there right now the irish that were over here most of them were what we call indentured servants the difference is that they may not have been treated great but the difference is with indentured servitude, basically you kind of strike a deal. And mm -hmm. a lot of times what it was is these either, you know, lower middle-class poor Irish folks either a wanted to get the fuck out of Ireland 
and wanted to get a new start in, you know, across the pond. So what they did is they would work out a deal with a well-off merchant, somebody that was already going, and they'll be like, okay, I'll pay for you and your family to go over there. But then for three, five, 10 years, whatever it is, after we get there, you need to work for me to pay mm -hmm. off that debt. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they are in debt in Ireland and to get out of that debt, they sent someone over, the father, the brother, the whatever, with somebody else to work off that debt. And then the person that they worked for would then send what they would pay them to the person that they owed the money to back in Ireland or whatever. So let's be very clear here that there is a big difference between indentured servitude which generally like if you mm -hmm. want to talk about the whites that were in that the very different than the people uh who were literally ambushed stolen chained to each other on a boat shipped across the fucking ocean dumped off sold and sold like cattle people. right so there's a very there, there's a big difference there so to anybody that's like, oh, but wait, the Irish. No, 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 no. We're, no. That that argument is completely irrelevant. So we're just going to go ahead and and I'm just going to throw that out there. So, and I, I feel like that's something that at some point we probably need to talk about because I think that, you know, but yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, yeah. uh, let's see. I added some things really quickly. I see um, in West Virginia, uh, mixed martial art uh, coach and his team. I, I grabbed the headline real quick. So, um, MA fighter, MMA fighters, uh, have said that and promised that they will protect, uh, a drag brunch in West Virginia from right wing, right wing, pro right, right wing, wing protesters. protesters. I got you. Uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> um, here, uh, in the U.S., and they encourage others to do so by, um, you know, I mean, I need some MMA fighters to come. So me. I just, I have to say, this shit blows my mind. So anytime I, I see this all the time now, folks are posting because, you know, there's 300 plus bills that are out there that are anti-LGBTQ, and so many of them are targeting the trans and drag community, which we talked about last week, and. Mm -hmm. So many of these are moving towards, you know, through the, the state house and the state Senate and landing on their, you know, the respective governor's desks and things. And their people are, are genuinely concerned. People are scared and, uh, you know, people will post it and then I'll see somebody like underneath they'll comment. They'll be like, I don't know what's going on. I'm out of the loop. Okay. What? You have no yeah. idea what the fuck is happening. Or someone will post something about, you know, the, the that one video game. And someone's like, wait, what? I'm so out of the loop. When did this happen? Oh, my God. Are you so clueless? Are you so, like... Okay. Pause for a second. I was just talking to somebody about this. So, in the world, pre-social media... There's so many crisscross ways that people see things. But um, in a way, in a way, I know that there are many forms of communication, but pre-social media, the communication was coming out 
like this. There was it, and you talk to your friend, and you talk to right. your friend, and you talk to that friend. Slow, steady stream of information. We weren't, we were in silos, but we weren't able to hide from the different things that we heard or saw. If so, we were pl- being plain ignorant and whatever. That's your business. Now. Social media. We just said that people only read the headlines. They only hear what they want to hear. So now we've gotten to a point where we can create with social media the environment that we want. Um, so uh, go, go with me here. During the 2020 era of madness, I saw people block people. I saw people hide people. I saw people say I'd never talk to family members again. Cutting off the conversation. Even when it was like, my pencil is red, but you know the pencil is blue. Right. Okay, so you block that person now. Now you're only, it's just like the people that say, I don't want any politics on my timeline, so I block you or I turn it off. You're creating this tunnel vision for yourself that you don't see the information you don't hear the information you're not going outside and and reading the news a reading again uh you're not because this is where the part where shannon's talking about critical thinking is cut off because people are cutting off this piece that says um if A, B, and C is happening, but I feel like I'm being frauded as a, a, a voter, I need to go find out. Instead, I'm going to take what I hear in bits and pieces, and I'm going to take the bits and pieces that I hear. And when somebody says, yeah, that's right, read the headline, it feeds on my emotion. Right. And now I have not read a thing, and I have not deciphered it for myself. Um, so at some point, I didn't really stop blocking people. I kind of just sat there at one point in 2020 and looked at what is really going on because all in all, the 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 way that these things are set up, it's based on your interest anyway. So I know I confuse Facebook and all of them <laughs> all the time because I'm, I'm sometimes- Facebook I just go, is oh. now showing me advertisements for hearing aids. Um, but you know like that's why i think that this whole like weird silo mentality is coming from where i live in my house i see on my screen what i want to see and nothing else oh i didn't know about that it just blows my mind like i just i can't imagine being that disconnected like it just i don't i don't know i don't i don't i don't get it like it's one thing to like get clips of things and be completely misinformed. It's another thing to not know anything about anything. Like I don't, I just people cutting themselves off from, Oh, I know. I know. I just, I, I, that, that shit just blows my mind to just be so nonchalant about, I don't know anything about this. Wow. This is like, Oh my God. (laughs) Speaking of which, um, a bill that is criminalizing trans people using the public restrooms in the presence of minors advances in Arkansas. 
If it passes, it would set a new precedent for the criminalization of being trans in Arkansas. Uh, I already don't like Arkansas. It already tried to kill me. Um, the, <laughs> the shitty thing is that... And it took your hearing. And it took my hearing. Um, the shitty thing is that because it is Arkansas, it will probably pass. That's so sad. Um, which, again, begs the question, why are Arkansas. people so fucking obsessed with my genitals? Because how are you going to know that there's a trans person in the bathroom if you're not saying, let me see your genitals now? Republicans need to get the fuck. Like, they call us sexualizing people. Like, they tell us that we're sexualizing, like, minors and shit. And yet you're obsessed with what is in somebody's pants. Mm -hmm. You are literally trying to, like, like, you're calling us, like, sex offenders. But in order for you to know that I'm trans and using the restroom, you're going to have to have somebody there videoing, checking, looking seeing what is in my pants they already like they will but mm. it that's totally fine apparently totally fine not problematic at all oh we are 13 minutes over how did that even happen jesus christ <laughs> we got passionate um, my last Good thing Lord. that i didn't put up there but um we have different um actors of color that are going to play uh, in the little uh, live action or remakes of Peter Pan and Wendy, The Little Mermaid, and Snow White in the next couple years. Internet. You are racist. These characters are not real. And they only are based on somebody's imagination. And somebody else's imagination came through to remake them. Internet. You are racist, and the fact that um, it doesn't matter if a white person takes over a black character um, in a remake. Like, so why is it such a big deal that Ariel's black, Snow White is now going to be a person of color? And oh my god, we can't have that. Um, and uh, somebody's going to play Tinkerbell. That was the biggest one. Somebody was. There, the outrage that I read on the internet about Tinkerbell not being white. Lord. I, the things that people get upset about. <laughs> Genitals and fictional characters. I don't know. I, I don't know where to go with that, but I know that we are not okay. We so, are okay, okay real quick, um, on Friday, myself and Randy Wilde are going to be joining Madame Askew and the Grand Arbiter um, for their like their Friday virtual tea time. Um, we'll be talking a little bit about the show that's going to be happening next Friday at Wild Wild West Con in Tucson. Um, so that should be fun. It's always fun when we we do things with them because they're, they're a hoot and a holler. Um, and then, of course, March 10th, which is next Friday, fuck my life, um, is uh, Wild Wild West Con in Tucson. Um, and the drag show and burlesque show that's happening uh, that night, which if you want to go to the show uh, without going to the con, you can actually do that. Uh, tickets will be available. Um, I would recommend getting them um, before, obviously. So, um, yeah, that'll be fun. And I'm excited. Then on the 17th, we are back at uh, La Guitarra for 
Drag Bingo and Cats. Haven't been there in a minute. So join us, join us, join us. It's $40 a person. But if you can afford it, I hope to see you there. Mm. Um, and then Freddie is back in April at Austin International Drag Fest. Mm-hmm. And then again, May 4th. Well, when he gets back. Uh, May 4th, uh, bingo at the Drink Me Tea Room. Oh, I should mention, I've, I talking. keep talking. I keep forgetting uh, to put it on here, but the weekend after I get back uh, from AIDF, so I get back, um, thirteenth. I get back on like the tenth or like the like very late on the tenth, sort of the eleventh. Um, but then um, that that weekend, the April fourteenth uh, through the sixteenth is um, Southwest Love Fest, which is um, it's a convention that takes place in Tucson, and it's all about. Um, uh, like non-monogamy, consensual non-monogamy, whatever. They have different panels and things that deal with everything from um, uh, kink to everything you can possibly imagine. And uh, uh, Teddy Michael and I are actually presenting um, oh, uh, how to be a trans ally in bed um, at oh. the conference. Um, so uh, tickets are actually available. Um, if you want to go, let me know. I do have a link for you where you actually save. Um, you can save 10% um, on your tickets. Um, so I can give you that and a code. Uh, so uh, we'll be presenting on that Saturday, I believe. Um, so yeah, there's that. That's also, that's also happening. Uh, Southwest Love Fest. You know, we're both going to forget. I know. I keep forgetting to put it on there, and I, I totally, you know. Um, and then May 4th, um, I'm doing a Drag Story Hour Bingo at the Drink Me Tea Room, and we'll have um, all of that information out uh, probably within the next couple weeks or so, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. And then June 2nd, we will be performing at uh phoenix fan fusion we've got some ideas going on now as we think about all the things if you have ideas uh let us know and i have not confirmed that next piece so i'm not gonna say it Mm. Mm. um but we have some guests in the works and we hope that um if you have ideas for guests please tell us because i um do we're always down for suggestions because a lot of times we'll reach out to people and they sound interested and then they just kind of ghost us and whatever. Um, but if you're going to recommend somebody, please, for the love of Christ, make sure that they are interesting, they are engaging, and they have something to talk about because ugh, just saying. Anyway. I won't say anything to that, but um, thank you for watching. If you watch on the replay, if you watch live, Good for you. Good for you. We here. appreciate you. Um, we know that you. things are a little, you know, things are a little weird right now. Like everybody's, I feel like everybody's kind of just off in general. Um, I know a lot of folks are struggling with a lot of different things. I think people are kind of coming out of that end of like that sort of seasonal depression. Um, the weather's been weird, which doesn't help anything. Like, especially, I mean, it's been weird here. I don't know what it's been like elsewhere. I know there's been like weird snow and shit happening. And, you know, so we appreciate oh, you yeah. still continuing uh, to join us on your Wednesdays, whether you watch us actually or after, sent me pictures of it or um, listen to the podcast, which we're up to what, like oh, almost I 10K, I think, almost. on the podcast. Almost. We're up to almost 10K downloads on the podcast. So we appreciate that. 
definitely appreciate yeah, that. You guys like hearing us more than you like seeing us. I can see. That I can't say I blame them, them sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to show if you're watching. This is what my original foundation looked like in my early years. This is really not far off. Not far off at all. <laughs> anyway, we'll see you all next week for your Wednesday night conversation. Good night. Good night.